Praise God. I want us just to key in on verse 11 through 14. It says, For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. If you like me and you write in your Bible, or I know everyone has electronic Bibles now, you can highlight on there. Highlight the word sign. And this will be to you a sign. Everybody say sign. For you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and the multitude of the heavenly host praising, underline or say praising, praising. God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, somebody shout peace. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Father, we thank you that you would speak to us over the next few minutes. God, I pray that you would let people hear your words. God, that they wouldn't just hear my words, but they would hear your words. God, I pray that you would make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer to write upon the hearts of your people. God, we pray that you would give us ears to hear, a mind to remember, and a spirit to receive everything you have for us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. When we go back and reflect on the first Christmas celebration, we can pull out a few truths that are relevant for today. They'll guide our lives into everything that we're doing. Number one, when God is present in your life, we see that the angels revealed to the shepherds the good news. The angels revealed to the shepherds the good news of what was relevant today. And let me tell you something. That's what happens. As a shepherd, I'm going to take a little conjecture, if that's all right. Take a little liberties. As a shepherd, it's my job to tend to the flock. Somebody say amen. So when I'm tending to the flock, when I'm praying for you, when I'm in service to you, when I'm doing what you have need of for me, what I'm doing is I'm tending the flock and I believe that God sends messages to me of good news. Amen? And what is that good news? The good news is the gospel. We call it good news. It comes from a Greek word, euangelion. And euangelion means this. It means, it is a rarely used word in the Bible. Before the Bible came, it's only found like twice in ancient manuscripts. And then after the Bible comes, we see it about 76 times used in the New Testament. And it means this. It means great news, good tidings, good news. It means gospel. And a word picture of this in the Greek is nearly too good to be true news. Almost too good to be true news. How many have heard someone say that before? That's almost too good to be true. Now in the day and age we live in, we don't hear too much that's too good to be true anymore. And we, you can go on the internet and you can find ads and you can find people selling things. And it's brand new. New and improved. Come on, I always wonder, if everything's new and improved, why do we need the old stuff? Isn't it amazing they keep selling the old stuff even though now they have new and improved? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But it says almost too good to be true. They had nothing had happened up till then that was too good to be true. The news, they were living under oppression. They were living in this world where they had to measure up. They had to do certain things. They had to abide by the law. And how many know none of us could fulfill the law? Amen. I, I, I see Rabbi Gold back there. And uh, every time I talk about Old Testament stuff, I, and he's in the room, I get a little nervous. But, you know, they, were, uh, they, they knew this law was there and they had to live up to it. 
And today, I mean, stuff that if you had, you couldn't wear blended fabrics. Anybody have on blended fabrics today? Probably all of us have broken the law today. You couldn't have any scars. You can have a crooked nose. Come on. You can have all these things. And I can see some of you are breaking the law right now. Just kidding. But we couldn't live up to it. So there was no good news. And then all of a sudden, Christ comes on the scene. And he says, now we don't have to live by what we can do. Now it's already done because of what he did. Come on, somebody. And that is almost too good to be true news. It's the gospel. It's the message that came across to those shepherds that night. It's the message that came across that made wise men come from all over and seek after things. And I want you to know today that good news is still going forth. There's still stuff that's happening every day. And it's almost too good to be true. What is the gospel? The good news is this. That whatever was bad for you is not true. Come on, the good news is the bad news is wrong. Come on, somebody. That's the good news. The bad news is wrong. Every day we get bad news. Every day we have an opportunity to get involved with bad news and bad reports. But I'm here to tell you, the message is still going forth. It's still coming to shepherds. And I'm still declaring it every day that Jesus Christ is the good news. Somebody say amen to that. And the second thing we see is that God gives signs to seekers. God gives signs to seekers. In the Old Testament, we saw signs were there to let people know when they were in the right place at the right time. There were signs there to know that they were following the right path. There were signs there to let them know when they had come in line with the word of God. We see a, a widow woman waiting. They said, go and there will be a widow woman waiting for you. We see, go and you will find a man with a pitcher in his hand. Go, there will be a, a cloud. I hear the sound of abundance of rain and he saw a cloud the size of a man's hand. And what about spotted and speckled livestock? We see a pillar of cloud by day and a pillow of fire by night pillow pillar of fire by night and we see all these signs that led them in the old testament and then in the new testament we see here right here it says and it shall be a sign for you how many know that god still gives signs to seekers there is nothing that just happens coincidence there is nothing that just comes out of the blue. How I many know everything that concerns you and I today can see the providence of God on it? We can see God's hand at work in our life. How many over the years you've seen where God has done something and you know it had only been God? Come on, somebody just say like the old saints used to say, but God. Come on, if it wasn't for God, I'd be here. If it wasn't for God, I'd be there. If it wasn't for God, this could have gone on, that could have gone on. But God, and I'm thankful that today, he still makes things happen. He still gives signs to seekers. Signs confirming that Jesus is there. Mark 16, 17 says this, And these signs shall follow them that believe. 
In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up to heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with what? Signs following. So I want you to know today that Jesus is saying when you are in the right path, when you're on my path, when you're working with me, when you're speaking the message that I send to you, you will see signs coming confirming the word. And I love it because God is still sending signs to seekers. I used to get nervous when people would say, oh Lord, I just need a sign. If, if this is supposed to be right, just give me a sign. You know, Lord, just let me know if I'm on the right path. And I used to look at people and say, I don't know if you want to do that. You're not supposed to do that. But how many know God still gives signs to seekers? Man, I used to be, I used to be driving down the road and I said, Lord, I know God had spoke me to do something. And I said, now, if I'm supposed to do this, then let me see a deer standing on the side of the road with red tennis shoes on and, and a striped hat with a big red nose on it. Then I will know that it's you. Come on. How many of us have done that before? Lord, if this is you, then make this happen. Make that happen. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, man, you know what? This went like that, then that went like this, and then they called, and then they just happened to be there that day. And you know, if it had been this two days earlier, we wouldn't have been over to, how many know that's a sign that God is working with you? Can I get an amen? He's working with us. John 20, 30 says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. How many know that's why God sends signs so that we can believe? God sends signs to elevate our faith. God sends signs so we say, you know what? Even in my darkest hour, I still believe. How many today can say, I still believe? Now, I know there's some people in this room, I could pass this mic around, and every one of us have gone through some rough times. Here in the last 60 days, come on, I, I'm, I know you, I know what all of you have been through. In the last 60 days, it has been all hell has broke loose against you. And you start wondering, am I uh, the only one in the world that is getting beat down like this? But let me tell you something, even in the darkest time even at the midnight hour God is sending a sign to let you know that you're not alone he's letting you know that he still loves you he's letting you know that all things are working together for your good and what does that do that's to elevate your faith to shout it with confidence I still believe come on somebody say it again I still believe no matter what happens I still believe and many of us are there today. We're just saying, God, I need a sign. I need you to show me something. You know, pastor's been declaring for a year that this is the year of... I'm glad my daughter knows. I'm glad nobody else in here knows. I said, this is the year of... 
Manifestation. That's right. God spoke to me that 2018 was the year of manifestation. That things were going to show up. Things were going to happen. That this was going to be a season where God was going to do miraculous things. And many of you are saying, man, I know. It's, here it is. December. What you talking about, Willis? I haven't seen all the good things. I haven't seen this. But let me tell you something. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't over. It ain't over. How many can believe that God's still going to do what he said? Come on. I, I can't get no help up in this Presbyterian church. I said, how many believe that God is still going to do what he said he was going to do? Amen. I know he's able. He's going to do it. This is still the year where God is going to show up and show out in your life. I tell you what, I'm waiting. It might be December 31st, 11.58. And all of a sudden, you might get a message on your cell phone that says, guess what? It's done. Come on, somebody. You might get a call. You might all of a sudden realize that pain that I had, it ain't there anymore. Come on. You might get that report back from the doctor that says, clean bill of health. Come on, somebody. I'm believing that God is still in the miracle working business. Amen. He's giving signs to those that are seeking. If you will stay right in the sweet spot and stay in that place where God, I believe you, I'm seeking after you. I'm following the signs. I'm open in faith. And I know that you're going to do something. And the next thing we see there is that praise precedes the promise. Praise precedes the promise. I told you the other day that the corresponding action to letting your request be made known to God is putting a praise on it. On the end, it says here that they went praising God. And we've got to do that when we get in there. And I'm not even talking about just praising God when something happens. I mean, we're good about that. Because we're good Christian people, bless God. So when God, when God does something in our life, we say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, amen, hallelujah. We know how to give testimony. I want to give honor to God, who's the head of my life. Praise God when he does something good. But I'm not talking about praising God when something happens. I'm talking about praising God until something happens. Come on, somebody. We need to begin to live a lifestyle of praise and say, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to glorify God until something happens. I haven't seen it happen, but I'm going to praise. They hadn't saw the child yet. They hadn't been there yet, but what they do, they gave glory to God. They began praising God. Probably, I believe, all the way there. I believe all the way there. They were praising God and giving glory to God in the highest. And then the result of praising is peace. Come on, somebody. How many need peace in your life? How many are believing for that supernatural peace to come in your life? I told you that peace comes from a word that means to tie together. It means that all the loose ends, every essential part that is needed becomes joined together. Man, that should have made somebody want to run right there. Everything you have need, everything that's essential to you, being successful, true peace is it all coming together. Now, Ella here, my cousin, she is a superstar swimmer. 
She, one day we're going to read about her. You know, we got two Olympiads in here. Right here, look at that. We got an Olympic runner in the back. We got Olympic swimmer right here. And who knows what else? Gymnast right there. Addie, come on. You never know. You might see my daughter uh, doing handsprings. On, and then Arena will come out and sing the national anthem at the, at the uh, Olympics there. But Ella is a swimming machine. I mean, she's like a fish. I mean, she gets in the water and just, we, we got to see her swim in Washington. We were there and she was just amazing. I'm like, I'm tired just seeing her jump in the water. And now she's got to go all the way down and do the flipperoo thing and come back around and flip back and go back. And she does this all the time. But you know what? There's a lot of things that have to come together for you to be successful, right? You've got you've to have the right drag. You've got to have the speed. You've got to have kick. You've got to have all. You didn't know I knew those terms, did you? See, you've got to have all these things in place before you can be successful. And the thing is, peace is all essential parts all joined together at the same time. How many are ready for that in your life? Because it seems like in life we get one thing going good. Come on, how many been there? I got this one engine is going real good. And then all of a sudden, over here, it's like, man, relationships are going good. My relationships are great. I'm in love with my wife. Everything's beautiful. We're having a good time. And all of a sudden, then our kids start acting crazy. How many know what I'm talking about? You're like, and then, man, he starts spanking them even more and getting them in line. Now the kids are doing good. My relationship's going good. And then all of a sudden, my money gets funny. And I don't have enough money. Man, we just can't do nothing. We just can't. Oh, my goodness. And then God blesses you in your finances. The kids are going good. You're spinning plates. Come on. Then your spouse is going good. And then all of a sudden, man, I'm getting attacked in my body. I just can't get over this sickness every time I turn around. Let me tell you something. How many know that it seems like at all times there's something ain't right? But true peace is every essential part all joined together at the same time. And Jesus said this. He said, I'm leaving. I'm going back to heaven. But guess what? Peace I'm leaving with you. And then he goes on to say, and my peace I give to you. What is his peace? His peace is that supernatural peace that passes, surpasses, goes beyond understanding. It's too good to be true. Come on, somebody. And that's what the peace of God is in our life. And peace comes after the praise. And peace is the product of this Christmas season. If you're taking notes, write this down. P-E-A-C-E. God just dropped this in my spirit last night, and I had to get up in the middle of the night at like four in the morning and just start writing it. But true peace is this. Peace protects and provides. How many know that God is a provider? When you don't know how you're going to make it, when you don't know where you're going to get this from, all of a sudden, God provides. Man, I've told, I've told stories over the years how God has just, at the midnight hour, just, just sent something. My aunt's here. I remember one time God moved on her. We were, we were here and we were struggling and we just didn't even know how we were going to make it. We didn't know how we were going to pay our rent. And all of a sudden I went to the mailbox and there was a check for $1,000 for my aunt there. And, and she just said, she said, I was praying. Remember that. I was praying and God, and the father told me, send this. And I'm like, you don't even know. 
You don't even know. It was right on time. It was right on time. So many times where we've just been kind of, but you know what? Here's the thing. Whenever those things come now because of God's reputation, you know what? I don't get over into fear. Because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to get us into fear, doubt, and unbelief. But I don't get over there because I know that God is going to provide. Come on, somebody. Because he's done it before. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. Somebody shout, he'll do it again. Peace is that God protects and provides. Peace is that God encourages. Encourages. The spirit of the encourager will come on you. And that gives you true peace. When you're down and you don't know what, which way to, you got to reach up to touch bottom. And then all of a sudden you get a text message from somebody that just blesses you. There'll be times in my life when I'm having one of those pity party days for myself. I don't have them much. But every now and then I might have them. And all of a sudden my phone will go off and there'll be a text from Tiffany Davis. And I know if Tiffany's texting me, it's something powerful. Because she just doesn't chit-chat. But when it comes across, she'll be like, you know what? I just want to thank you for sharing that message. Because this is what it did in my life this week. Thank you for being obedient. Or she'll send me some, she'll send a word that I preached on Sunday. And she'll say, bam, here it is, in action. And you know what that does? That encourages me. That encourages me. Keep on keeping on. Come on, somebody. Peace encourages Peace accepts. Accepts. You and I, we've been accepted of the beloved of Jesus. Come on, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to perform. God loves you just the way you are. And he's waiting for you just to come to him with open arms. And he's here saying, I already accepted you. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You're perfect just the way you are. Come on, when you're out of peace, the enemy wants to lie to you and tell you you're not good enough. Tell you you don't amount to anything. Don't try to do that because it's not going to work. Nobody would ever listen to you. Nobody would ever look to you. But God has already accepted you. And because of that, everybody else is going to accept you. The things that we have on us are self-imposed most of the time. We put things on ourselves, but you've already been accepted. See. Peace corrects. Peace corrects. You know, if you want to have peace in the house, parents, come on. Every now and then you have to correct. Kids, it's biblical. The rod of correction. How many know what I'm talking about? <laughs> whatever they call it in your house. The pow-pow stick, whatever, you know. <laughs> what did you say? The belt. <laughs> Come on, the belt of correction. <laughs> the rod of correction. We went to Dollar Tree and we were buying some stuff. And I saw they had these little cutting boards. These little chop-chop cutting boards. I'm like, you can't cut nothing with that. I mean, they're about this big. That's why they're at the Dollar Tree. You know, they're this big and they're plastic. I said, there's no, you'd be done cut your finger off trying to use that. I, picked, I said, look at this. You can't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And all of a sudden my arm just my arm just went into come on, I was like Wimbledon. All of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, come on. I know we can I put that in the cart right there. <laughs> I got home and it had a plastic coating on it. I got the Sharpie out and I wrote Hamp Beating Board. I went upstairs and I put a nail in the wall and I hung the beating board up there. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can't cut nothing on it, but it's going to cut some things out. I tell you what. I tell you what. 
But you know, sometimes in order to have a peaceful life, we've got to have some correction. How I many know there's times when God corrects us? When we're going along doing our own thing and living our life our way, all of a sudden we come to God and He just makes some corrections. Make some corrections. Make some little, little maneuvers. Just correct things. Little, because you know, if you just get off just a little bit, before you know it, if you stay that course, you'll be way off from your destination. That's why when you're doing compass course, they tell you to, to not only get your coordinates on the compass, but get something that you can look at, a point of vision, so you can keep your eyes on that. Because if not, you can get off base real quick. We were doing a survival expedition one time, and this kid was, he was hogging the compass. And he wanted to use the compass. And man, we were all over the place. We were up and down hills. We were carrying this sled. It was winter time. I was getting mad because we were lost. I mean, we're good and lost. Everybody else is already done, and we're still out there dragging this thing. And then I said, give me that compass. What? Let's see what's going on. And he takes the compass off, and he's got it around this metal chain, one of those, you know, the big balls that go together. He's got, here, here, you can try it. I said, you idiot. Here he is. He's got a magnetic compass around this metal chain and he's trying to, I'm like, no wonder we don't know where we're going. So, you know, you just get off one little bit and you can be off and peace corrects you. Come on, somebody say corrects. And lastly, I just wrote down everything, everything, because when you know that everything is together, Peace brings everything together so that you can have nothing broken, nothing missing. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, nothing broken, nothing missing. That's true peace. Nothing broken, nothing missing.